Hello, I'm Emily Grace, and this is Stage's podcast of Bernstein Private Wealth Management. Life throws lots of stuff at you at every stage. We're here to talk about it. And today, we're here with John Lieberman to talk about how to help our children get scholarships based on their talent. I've been a financial advisor since 2001, and in that time, have seen clients through many markets, helping them with investing and planning. One of the other sides of my job has been introducing people to experts to help them navigate everything that's going on at those various stages in their life. So if anything that you hear today raises any questions or you want to discuss it more, you can call me at 212-756-1951, or you can email me at emily.grace at Bernstein.com. Now, when it comes to investing for and planning for college and figuring out, figuring out how much money you're going to need for college, that's something that I have a lot of experience in and help clients figure out. But when it comes to figuring out where a child's talent lies and whether to pursue a scholarship around that, that's a whole other question. So John Lieberman, a managing director at the accounting firm Perelson Wiener, has spent much time working with some of the most talented people out there. As an accountant, John has been helping business owners and their families plan for over 30 years. He's a spokesperson for the New York State Society of CPAs, and he has an extensive experience in a broad range of industries with acquisitions and divestiture strategies, including debt restructuring and reorganizations. John's own talents lie not just in the medtech events he runs, but also in his work with pro tennis athletes and others with extraordinary skills. He's here with us today to share his insights into how to make sense of talent-based scholarships. Welcome, John. Thank you for joining me. It's always a pleasure, Emily, to, to sit with you and, and discuss this and other things that are relevant well, I really, to our young people. I really appreciate it because as the cost of college has gotten so extremely high, as well as the competition to get into the top-rated schools, it's, it's really getting out of control. And besides writing a check for a building or just even for the tuition, is there possibly another way to help our children? Well, there's many different ways. And one of the things I like to discuss um, when I'm advising uh, clients and their children is that always look to the future. So if you have a young child and they seem to be gravitating to a sport, um, a, uh, to art, uh, to music, uh, you may want them to, to run a little bit um, because in the long run that may help them get into school, get a scholarship, um, or find an application. But so does the, does the child have to essentially be like Tom Brady or Yo-Yo Ma? Well, no, but we'll use tennis as an example. There's uh, 300,000 kids that play tennis at a high school level. Um, if the kid makes it to number one on their tennis team, plays a few USTA tournaments, gets a ranking, um, that will help them get into a better school, but not only that, um, will allow them to, in certain cases, get some scholarships, um, uh, some subsidy to a school that's very expensive. And how early are you supposed to start thinking about this? Should I be watching my two-year-old to see where his real talent lies? Well, you know, it's all our children are talented in their own unique way. Um, one never knows um, what that talent's going to be. Um, we had somebody who were very close to their daughter um, was the second born, and the older um, sibling, a boy, was this multi-talented athlete, could do anything by the age of three. He could ride, he could do this and that. 
And the young girl was always very quiet. And they took her as a three-year-old to the Dorothy Hamill rink in Connecticut. She placed up the skates. She went on there. And within five minutes, every single coach went over and said, we want to train your daughter. Wow. And the parents spent the next eight years um, supporting her and getting her into Early the figure and everything else. And then finally the father said to the mother, our daughter's going to be five, ten and a half. I don't think this is a good idea. <laughs> the end of the story is that she got a full scholarship to a university in the West and swam for them because she was not only a good skater, but she turned out to be an incredible swimmer later on. So one direction to the left, second direction to the right, and she ended up on scholarship at that university. And I love it because it really seems like it was, she didn't end up going for the skating, but probably the discipline that she got from sort of the early mornings and putting all that time forward on the skating played off, paid off. Right. And, right, and you know, I'm glad you just brought that up because um, the beauty of music and art and, and athlete is that it sets a routine, a pattern um, to put in the effort. So if you have some talent, you know, even if you don't, it allows you to transfer that to different areas academically as well. So now when your kid goes to college, um, all of a sudden they understand the discipline opening up the books and setting aside the time and planning for the term paper rather than calling you up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Like, I don't know what to write, and I have to turn it in at 8 a.m. So I should turn my phone off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Now, there's obviously this whole idea of planning and organization and teamwork from the parenting side, but does the child need to assist them? Is this something that the child's aware is going on? Well, it's interesting um, when you bring that up, so you speak about Andre Agassi, who hated tennis, if you read this book, um, because the father had made the decision at birth that he was going to be a tennis player. He was lucky. He became not only a tennis player, but a great Lots tennis player. Right. Um, so there's internal motivation, but the kid has to be involved. Now, the question is, you don't tell your kid if you're at five years old, if you don't do this, you're not going to get a, a scholarship. Um, but what you do is you create an environment but if your kid does have some talent, you should start speaking to the account, the family attorney, um, the financial advisor, because a lot of this is not inexpensive. So you can pay for the college later on, but uh, figure skating is a phenomenally expensive sport. Swimming, baseball, the teams, um, there's money and time out of pocket that you're going to do over a 10 to 15 year period. And is there anything that, any benefit on a financial side? Like, I know in the end, there may be scholarships. Are there any deductions that people need to think about, or is that just a lost cause? Uh, well, it's it's very hard. There are some tax court decisions about people that have funded volleyball teams and other things along the lines to sort of assist, but generally speaking, there's no tax benefit. But the benefit may come later, later on. That's correct. And so... What exactly should the parents be doing along with the child? So the child's involved, they're doing the skating, the tennis, the flute, the clarinet. What should the parents be doing? Well, in a way, um, working backwards, where do you think your child's going to go to school? Where would be a good school for that particular child? So you want to be an art history major um, at a Division I Ivy League school. Um, It may be difficult to get in just on the grade point average. Now, if you have an additional talent, 
that the school was looking for in the art department, the linguistics department, the music department. There's, there's many different other areas besides academic, I'm um, sorry, athletic scholarships, which are ex- exceptionally competitive. Um, so I know somebody who was an oboist um, and got a partial scholarship to a very good school and ended up playing on the junior varsity teams, love experience, but also played for the symphony. I love it. So really managed to find through both sides by, by pursuing this. That's right. Um, also, we have a, a client whose daughter is fluent in Mandarin. And so while she also got an athletic scholarship, she also got a subsidy from the music out from the linguistics department because they got somebody who spoke perfect Mandarin, write it, read it, and teach others. So she ended up getting an additional um, scholarship or academic uh, tuition relief by uh, being able to speak to the linguistics department. And we had planned that in advance when she was probably in 10th grade. I was going to say, a lot of this does sound like it needs advanced planning, because in a sense it's thinking about, depending upon the age of your child, what might schools be looking for you know, 5, 10, 15 years from now? Right, but usually you're, you're looking around when the kid is about uh, 12 or 13 years old. Um, you know, the exceptions of the kids that are already ranked as 12 and 14. Right, right, exactly. Um, you know, John McEnroe went to Stanford for one, for one year. Most of the professional tennis players, I think there's only one on the tour currently that actually went to college for four years. Those are the exceptions. But there's a lot of kids that play Division One, Two, II, or Three out of that 300,000 that got subsidies, uh, scholarships, and other things for playing for the school. Not everyone's going to be number one, two, or three. Being 300th in the world or 400, not such a bad thing. Uh, not a bad place to fall. And so it's, uh, even though my children are young, I should be thinking about it, but not not from the real application. That really comes to sort of 12, 13, 14. That's right. That's when you start looking at, okay, what is available? You start looking as the kid available. You know, a child by then is starting to think, you know, what they really want to end up wanting to be or what they wanted to do. And not everyone goes to college um, with a game plan in mind, but having the discipline and the training helps them through that that path. I have been so impressed to see how many children are go into college with a set idea of what they want to do. I feel like that's a very new thing. And so even thinking through from the extracurricular side, this planning side to to get the scholarship is fascinating to me. In your own personal life, do you have any experience that helped your your two boys? Um, Well, there were were a couple different experiences, but um, the major one is the kids actually saw how we worked and the time we spent uh, reading and being active and you know, making sure that we showed up at work on time and all those other things. But um, in one case, um, my younger son ended up as a sculpture major and now is in the film business um, and is doing exceptionally well uh, handling props and other things for some of the major television shows that you may have watched. Uh, the, uh, the other one had the straight line path came, uh, was born, wanted to be a doctor, became a doctor, but there were a lot of bumps and uh, things along the road. However, my tennis background, in a way, helped him um, because he did work at the U.S. Open, um, okay. ended up working for Mr. Agassi indirectly, ended up on television, and during his medical school interviews, everyone asked him, 
how he ended up on a particular How he ended up show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> talking with Andre Agassi right. on television. So you never know where that uh, where your where it's going to come from. Yes, my father finally said it was probably not a bad idea that I played tennis. After all, I was not that good. So that didn't get you your scholarship I mean, or a scholarship. It, 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 it did, <laughs> but it ended up allowing me to meet my wife. So I'll take that. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. Now, what is what's the most interesting scholarship that you've heard of to date? Well, there is a scholarship um, for duct tape. Believe duct it or not. tape. Duct tape. The, uh, the company that manufactures frog tape actually has a scholarship for the best um, tape, um, frog tape um, costume for uh, a prom. There's one for barbecue, for barbecuing. Um, the one that I know about that is actually uh, the one that we actually trained our son to possibly uh, qualify was a streaming job for a Division One school. For a tennis racket? For or? The, right, to string the rackets for the team. It's, it's a unique talent. Wow. And being really good at it makes the difference between sometimes winning and losing. And they have a full scholarship. It's worth about $60,000 a year. And it's exceptionally competitive. But with the, the right background, you might possibly qualify for that also. And so if you, how do you even learn to string a racket? I guess it's just something that you, that you see other people doing and get interested in it. Yeah, and you can go down to a shop and, and apprentice, and it's, but the trick is to be able to do it the right way. And um, our uh, relationship with a company called RPNY Tennis, they do string for all the professionals and um, for the high-level amateurs, and it's an art. And I guess he's book, he actually talks about the difference between being a good swimmer and an exceptional one, just like any other type of um, job. There are people that are good, people that are extraordinary. Wayne Gretzky, Dr. Lewis, who's known as a neurosurgeon, has been written up on Malcolm Gladwell. And for, for high school kids to really gain that level of expertise, you know, they must have to start so young. Well, it's not only that they have to start young, but I do interview, just like you're doing right now, um, a scientist, and I always ask them the question, when you were 14, what did you think you wanted to be? And no one has ever told me that they knew what they wanted to end up being. However, one did say he always wanted to be a doctor, but he was from Montreal, Canada, and I said, you wanted to play for the Canadian Stanship? <laughs> and he confessed, yes, and then I wanted to be a scientist. So you let your kids dream. Um, but if they, if you push them or guide them, I think the word guiding them, um, there are a lot of things that can happen that will be make life easier for them. As I said, you're applying to a Harvard or Yale, a University of Arizona. Um, have those unique talents. It will differentiate you from the crowd and also will help you in the long run. I think, I, I think you know professionally there are a lot of athletes um, and talented individuals that you work with, that they have, that they learn the discipline from their music and art and other backgrounds. I don't know if there's anyone here that knows anything about barbecuing, but that's a different. But that's different, a whole different, other, exactly. a whole other ballgame. My my brother-in-law, okay. he's a big barbecuer. So I'm going to turn the question on you then. What did you want to be when you were 14, John Lieberman? I wanted to be tall. To be right? tall. I was five foot two. In, a non, uh, in an exceptionally athletic environment, 
And finally, it happened when I was 17 years old and has been a driving force ever since. So I've been very, very lucky and very, very fortunate that I got a little bit taller. I got to play with a bit of tennis and, um, you know, have met people like yourself as well as others um, that I enjoy working with my clients and guiding them. So every once in a while, we do get a truly athletic or musically talented client as a child. So I work with them. But we've gotten scholarships like just being open-minded and saying, you know, look, search, inquire, and work with the planners and, you know, the team, as you say, just like any other athlete. It's not by themselves. It's everyone. And involved with kids. And I love the idea of making it a team effort, that it's about the kids, the parents, the accountant, the planner, the legal side, that everybody, everybody's involved, which is terrific. Well, John Lieberman. Thank you so much for joining me today, Managing Director at Carlson Wiener. You're full of great information and some really fun stories to back it up, so I appreciate it. You helped us cover a lot of information today, and information helps us to plan. At the end of the day, planning for all the stages in life is crucial. As a financial advisor at Bernstein, I've helped people through many acts. For more information, you can reach me at emily.grace at bernstein.com or at 212 756-1951 and you can reach John at 212-605-3151 or at J. Lieberman J-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N at pwcpa.com Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Have a great day. The information contained herein reflects the views of Alliance Bernstein LP or its affiliates and sources it believes are reliable as of the date of this publication. Alliance Bernstein LP makes no representations or warranties concerning the accuracy of any data. There is no guarantee that any projection, forecast, or opinion in this material will be realized. Past performance does not guarantee future results. The views expressed herein may change at any time after the date of this publication. This document is for the informational purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Alliance Bernstein LP does not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. It does not take an investor's personal investment objectives or financial situation into account. Investors should discuss their individual circumstances with appropriate professionals before making any decisions. This information should not be construed as sales or marketing material or an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any financial instrument, product, or service sponsored by Alliance Bernstein or its affiliates.